Welcome to Kim Reads and Talks. Now you will hear Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern, written by Brianna Teschendorf. Enjoy. Chapter 26 Several days passed in leisurely amusement. The children ate scrumptiously to their heart's content, slept on the flowers, and swam in the falls and little streams. However, as it tends to do, living only for idle pleasure began to be less than satisfying, and the children didn't long wish to linger, neglecting their more fulfilling mission. But how to continue? No obvious pathway leading out of the cavern was forthcoming, and they began to feel as though they had been in the cavern forever. They began to systematically systematically check all the walls of the cavern for a door that would lead them on. Each time they played in a waterfall, they would fan out and explore the walls on each side of it. They assumed that if there was a door, it would be hidden and it would have to be pushed on like the other doors they had encountered in caves in Pertamayan. They started this search casually and lazily, looking now and then for a door Soon, however, they began to look more seriously, and after a day or two, more had passed. They began to become worried that they had gone the wrong way and would need to be backtracked, an idea not very appealing to Gabe. Are you sure you looked by the cherry waterfall, Gabe? Annika asked him. I told you three times, Annika. I looked all over. I even moved that big rock away, see? No door. Gabe put his hands on his hips as he spoke. We could swim back the way we came, Charlie urged, not for the first time. Maybe our torch is still glowing. I know Hoan wanted us to come this way, Gabe insisted, also not for the first time. Maybe just so my eyes would be healed. Charlie countered with an argument that had grown familiar over the last few days. Annika didn't know what to think. Gabe kept insisting there must be a door in the cavern or a passageway, but Charlie was growing more and more insistent that they should swim back the way they came. As long as they made no decision, they just wasted time. Still, it was comfortable, and there was plenty of food. That was the bright side but even this brightness was beginning to grow dim. They all understood that they needed to keep moving. Hoan expected it of them. We need to think outside of the box, Annika urged. Maybe there is another underwater way in one of the streams, or maybe one of the waterfall openings is big enough to crawl through. They looked at each other and shrugged. I will walk around to see if I can see anywhere on top of the waterfalls that looks big enough to crawl into, Charlie said, and he walked away. I will go the other way around and meet you in the middle, Charlie turned the other way. I guess I will investigate the pools more closely, Annika said to the boys' backs as they had already gone. As it turned out, they didn't need to meet in the middle. Charlie started yelling after only a few minutes. Look, guys. Hey, Gabe, Annika, look at this. I think we could climb up here and go through that hole with the water. 
It will be difficult, but I know we can do it. What do you think? Charlie was standing at the bottom of the bright waterfall under which he had regained his eyesight, looking up at the narrow crevice from which it flowed, 20 feet above the ground. Annika and Gabe scrambled over to him over rocks and bouncing on the occasional pedal. Yeah, Gabe agreed enthusiastically. I guess we didn't think of it. We were so busy looking for a door. Perfect. Let's go right now. He charged over to the rock wall and began to easily scale the face of it. I guess we didn't think of it because it's impossible, Annika object objected. I can't climb up that wall. It's so high. I am not sure we can fit through that, that, that little mouse hole up there, she concluded melodramatically. Ah, oh, come on, Annika. Climbing is no problem. Gabe said confidently. I will go first and you can follow my way. Charlie will be behind you. I think we can fit through up there, Annika, Charlie reiterated. We might have to go sideways, though. We will see when we get up there. This isn't what I had in mind, Annika said with queenly dignity, crossing her arms as if to imply that she would not budge. Okay, I will go first and look in. If it is too narrow, we will keep looking. Otherwise, you will just have to stop being a chicken, Annika, replied Gabe. I am not, she began, but Charlie shushed her. Okay, okay, Annika, let's just let Gabe look. Fine, she said, plopping down on a flower and dipping her finger into the nectar to suck on. It will be too narrow anyway, so I have no reason to worry. Gabe continued his easy climb to the top. Here he grabbed a rock to pull himself up. There he set his foot easily on another rock. It was so easy for him that he looked like a monkey. Charlie sat down next to Annika to watch him and occasionally shout out advice. Left foot a little more to the right. A little more. There you go. Gabe achieved the goal as he reached the large flat rock over which the bright water flowed. There was room to stand on this rock. It was like a platform. He peered into the fracture in the rock from which the water flowed. Yep, he called excitedly down to them. Charlie is right. It does get wider on the other side. There is a small path we can walk on that goes back too far to see. It is all lit up in there from the water. It smells like that stuff you rub on when you have a cold. I believe you are thinking of eucalyptus, Charlie shouted up to Gabe. Eucalyptus in small quantities can be used as a cleaning agent or a decongestant. It is also an excellent insect repellent. I guess that means we will be able to breathe easy in that passageway, Charlie concluded with a snorted laugh. Great, Gabe called down happily. Annika was too worried about herself to comment on Charlie's never-ending storehouse of knowledge. Guys, she objected, I just don't think I can climb up there. It doesn't seem like the right way. What if it leads out of the cave? It doesn't, said Gabe firmly. 
This is surely an underground water source, Charlie tried to assure her. Then his voice became serious. Annika, he said, you can do this. Ho'on will help you. If I can swim blind. All right, all right, Annika interrupted him, knowing a losing battle when she was in one. I will try, but you have to let me go slowly and don't hurry me. Of course, he said, patting her on the back. Should I come down and help you? Gabe wondered. No, just leave me alone and let me do it, she said testily as she made her way to the wall. Charlie followed a few steps behind, trying to give her some space. It did take Annika a long time to climb the wall. She was so afraid that her hands got shaky, and before every move she made, she had to pause, take a few deep breaths, and pep-talk her way through it. Charlie helped her a little bit, like he had done with Gabe, advising her where to put her feet. When she was close, Charlie climbed up and around her, scrambled onto the ledge, and helped Gabe to pull her up the last bit while she pushed off with her feet. When she finally reached the platform rock, she laid down and closed her eyes. She was very relieved to be on something solid. Gabe and Charlie sat on either side of her with their legs dangling over the edge, surveying the large, beautiful cavern, assuming that this would be their last look at what had become a sanctuary to them. These were the most wonderful days of my life, whispered Charlie, as if the holiness of it all would be ruined if he said it too loudly. Yeah, it was great, agreed Gabe. He closed his eyes and took a deep breath of the perfumed air. Annika sat up and sat next to Gabe, but she was still too shaky to hang her feet over. I will never forget this place, she said. They were all quiet, taking it in. What was that? sputtered Charlie suddenly. What was what? Gabe queried, alarm in his voice. I saw movement over there, whispered Charlie, and he slowly stood up and moved backwards towards the gap in the rock. It was just water moving, said Annika, looking out towards where Charlie was pointing, towards the very far end of the cavern where the water disappeared. No, no, it was something else, Charlie asserted. Guys, come back here. I don't want it to see you. What? Gabe asked, standing up obediently. Annika did the same. They had just moved away from the edge and out of immediate sight, when sure enough, slithering over one of the exquisite flowers was a revolting snake. This snake was impossibly long and horrible. Its head was reared up like a python, and he was thrusting it here and there, sniffing the air. Yikes, gasped Annika quietly. You are right, Charlie. They stood as far back as they could stand and still see the snake. A few seconds later, a second snake followed the first out of the dark hole. This one was also sniffing, equally determined in its tracking and evil looking. The snakes let out low growls and long hisses but it was a long time of standing very still, 
barely daring to breathe before the snakes spoke, revealing the purpose of their blood sport. Yes, they were here, the first snake said. Then it chuckled. They are most certainly looking for them, for her children, but they won't find them. This last part he sang out almost tauntingly, as if he knew by sixth sense that the children could hear him. Sister, where did they go? The second snake asked, swaying its bowling head, bowling ball-like head, back and forth in fierce agitation. Perhaps they are hiding here, said the snake gleefully, and then it hollered out in a mock sweet voice, Oh, children, come out and play. Both snakes giggled in their strange hissing way. Charlie wasn't waiting around to be made into lunch for the vile things. He pulled on Gabe and Annika's shirts so that they would turn to look at him. He widened his eyes with urgency and using both hands waved backwards to say, let's get out of here. Annika nodded and Gabe opened his mouth to agree, but Charlie shushed him with a finger to his lips. Charlie then turned around and carefully placed one leg through the small crack, then slowly squeezed the thick part of his body through, finally pulling through his other leg. Gabe followed. Annika waited for him to go through with her heart pounding, worried she would be detected. Finally, she slipped her leg into the crevice, she took one last glance back at the gorgeous cavern and then slipped into the narrow, narrow passageway after the boys. They walked as quickly and quietly as they could away from their sanctuary forever. Thank you for listening to Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern by Brianna Teschendorf. Beyond the Echo Cavern is available in print and digital form on the website diversebreakthrough.com. That is diversebreakthrough.com. If you want to show your appreciation, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so more people can discover Kim Reads and Talks. Thank you and come back tomorrow for yet another chapter.